Okay, welcome back to Sister Saints. This is Christine again, and I'm so excited to be interviewing my friend Sarah Mono. She is fabulous. <laughs> she um, grew up in Gunnison, Utah, and she graduated from BYU with her master's in piano performance. She has four cute kids, and they're so fun and a little crazy. <laughs> they're so fun. And then um, she is a piano teacher, she actually teaches my kids piano and she's like legit amazing like she's i'm not super into piano but she's like the best piano player i've ever heard in my life so she is really great and i really love sarah and i'm so glad that she is willing to do this interview for us today so sarah you served in ohio is yes, that correct cincinnati and um spanish speaking is that correct yep okay can you tell us about Tell us about, okay, first of all, how you decided to go on a mission. Okay. Uh, I always, always wanted to go on a mission. There was never any question, really. I always, just from as early as I remember, um, I wanted to go. And I remember, I think it started out maybe because my, my parents, my mom didn't serve, but my, um, I feel like they always put a strong they they always wanted us to serve. And I actually have eight siblings. There's eight in my family. And I'm the sixth. And so the five siblings before me, they all served as well. So it was just something that we did. That we, everyone we did. We wanted to do, yeah. Um, but yes, I think, uh, especially like, you know, the year, two years before when I was in college, I remember feeling several times that, yes, I was definitely going on a mission. It, yeah, it wasn't really a question. And you um, studied Chinese in school? Is that no? Well, yes. So my older, one, my next oldest sister, she served in Taiwan, and I remember thinking, oh, well, maybe I'm supposed to learn Chinese. So in college, I took two full years of Chinese, <laughs> thinking that everyone thought I would go um, Chinese speaking, and and my actually my dad was the bishop at the time and I remember him even writing in the comment section that I had served I had learned two years of Chinese and at a college uh, level mm -hmm. that's pretty yeah. intense so we all expected that I would go Chinese, Chinese speaking. speaking that was the thing but so you <laughs> put your call in so I put my call in um I was really excited I um I remember getting my call and at the time, there we had so many, um, so much family at BYU, and so, uh, and we had a bunch of friends as well that we all we all hung out together and we all met up. Um, we had been playing racquetball, and so we all met up in a racquetball court. Your whole family? Uh, well, well family. this was all the people that were at BYU oh, at the time. So, so all my cousins, you have siblings, a huge family. Yeah, huge family. There were about like I don't know. 15, 20 of us. And then just really some close friends that also hung out with, with us all the time. And we met up in a racquetball court and, and I opened my call. And of course you glance quickly down at where you're going. <laughs> and I was going to Cincinnati, Ohio. <laughs> Not where I expected. Um, and then keep on reading. I, I soon found out I was going to go Spanish speaking. <laughs> So, yeah. So, when I heard that, I thought, <laughs> are there that many Spanish speakers in Ohio? 
And I wondered the same thing. And even when I got there, you know, I, at first it, it was, we had to figure out how to find the Hispanic population. But, um, yes, we actually, I mean, we did a lot of contacting in English, obviously, but, um, we always gave those referrals to the English, uh, missionaries. So how did you feel when you opened up your column and, um, <laughs> to be honest, I, I mean, a little disappointed because <laughs> for your podcast world, like you're an Asian person and your family, I mean, like, so, I mean, so you're Asian and you speak Chinese and I mean, you've taken two years at a college yeah. level and then to go to Ohio and Spanish speaking. And four of the five older siblings had all gone, um, foreign. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, it was, I was, I mean, I was the second, I guess, to, to stay in the States and, and then Spanish speaking. I mean, that, that was, I was excited about that actually. You were excited yeah. about Spanish speaking, yeah. learning a new language. Yeah. I just want to learn a new language. Yeah. But yes, it wasn't, it wasn't what I expected. I don't think I was disappointed, um, but I was surprised for sure. So did you end up having like a spiritual confirmation that this is where you were supposed to go or not at the time? No. (laughs) Well, no, as I read it, I, I, I mean, it felt good. Right. Uh, but I think definitely throughout the mission, beginning in the MTC, even it felt, it felt it felt like this was where I was meant to go. And this is, I was meant to serve with these people and I was meant to, um, learn from, from all these missionaries and members. So it I was, think that's it was so awesome. Was well, cause we've talked about this before many years ago. Cause we've, I've had people in my life that have gotten calls to pe- places they're not excited about, like not at all. What would be your advice to them? <laughs> Trust in the Lord. <laughs> He knows what he's doing. Because it ended up being so yeah, cool. No, like it, you, it, and, and you ended up, is this right, like opening up the Spanish so, so first my, sisters? Me and, or? So kind of, because um, at the time, um, there was not, there were not Spanish-speaking sisters in my mission, in the Cincinnati, Ohio mission. So you're the first. I, you me and, and my companion. companion in the MTC were That's the first. That's it. Just the two of you. <laughs> yeah, we were the first sis- Spanish sisters called. There were some elders, a few elders. But then the awesome thing was that um, a bunch of missionaries that were meant to go to Argentina never got their visas, and they ended up in our in our our mission. So that made up our... So you got a zone. zone. <laughs> you just happened to get yeah. a zone. Yes, and, and I remember my mission president actually when we got there he he told us many many times that they had been praying for spanish sisters for so long the mission president had or the, the whole, people the, and the spanish the spanish zone well the spanish missionaries the current spanish missionaries. they've missionaries. been praying so they prayed you there yes well <laughs> yes isn't that so cool yeah. i think that's awesome because i feel like um when you live in utah you tend to compare like mission calls yeah it's easy and, to do uh-huh. yeah and then at the same time it's like when you get out there and you meet these people that are specifically meant for you to find and to help and to teach then it's like how could I wish to be anywhere other than right in this place at this yeah. time I think that's so cool so you were prayed there I love that story I think that's so great and um has that how has that impacted your life today well I think I mean I think this has been a theme throughout my mission and, and my life that 
the Lord knows best. So I think down to my kids. <laughs> um, I, I guess one example, uh, I always wanted to have a lot of kids. Eight, in fact, because <laughs> I came from a family of eight. And um, we were quickly able to get pregnant with our first child. And we were so happy. And and then it was time to try for, because, you know, every two years, that's what we do here. <laughs> you know, that's what my this mom did. This is what my sister did. Every two years, you 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 try again. And um, it just never worked out as we planned. Between a bunch of miscarriages and just um, not getting pregnant for, and I, and I, I would, I, and I've obviously, I think there are so many people that have it so much harder than me but but it is hard to expect something and and um that not to happen well especially when it's like a righteous desire when it's like right. i feel like this is a good thing like why isn't this why doesn't heavenly father want me to have more children right <laughs> um but in the end i am i now have four beautiful children and spaced you know apart more than i would have wanted but you know i think it's been actually a huge blessing to, to have that extra time with each of them. So the, I think the lesson is, um, yes, he knows best. <laughs> well, and it's so interesting because I feel like I, in my life, I, there's always these things where I'm like, I can have patience if you tell me how long I need to have <laughs> patience for, but like, it's the, like the unknown. And so it's like, I mean, because I've been in your ward for, like, nine years. Like, a million years. And so it's just Charlotte. Just uh-huh. just your oldest. And and I look back and it's like, of course you're going to have. Like, you're going to have this family and it's going to be so great. But, like, both of us went through, like, miscarriages and trials and struggles together. And I just think how much the Lord is like, just give it time. It'll work itself out. Things will be okay. And then and looking at, like, the gaps in between kids because I have two really close and then I couldn't for so long have another baby. And now I think maybe I would have lost my mind if I (laughs) had them all three together at the same time. And I was the same way. I wanted more and I felt like, like all my family and all my sisters and everything. And it's not the way it goes all the time. And, and I'm grateful for like these little glimpses from my mission to be like hey even though you're out here serving the lord and even though like you're dedicating all this time and this effort then like it's still going to be hard because the rest of your life is still going to be hard and like i want to teach you that like i'm still here for you even in the hard times and so i don't know it's hard but it's so great thank you so much sarah um um, so you have a really great story about how you were able to find joy. A pickle story, is that right? <laughs> we call it, my mission companions and I call it the hot pickle day. <laughs> um, I actually texted them um, as I was, you know, reading some journals in preparation for this. I, I was texting some companions and I mentioned, did you guys remember this? And of course, you <laughs> cannot forget the hot pickle day. But um, yes, we were very new in our mission like i said the our our trainer had a a mission called to argentina but couldn't get a visa so how long was she out before you guys she was only at a transfer 
before us. And did she serve with this English sisters? So she had no trainer because there were no Spanish sisters at the time. <laughs> so she, oh, she did have a, that's right, she did have a trainer. It was an English-speaking trainer. Oh, okay. And so she, I think um, her English-speaking trainer tried to also learn Spanish with her. Oh. Is what they kind of did. <laughs> She said it went okay. <laughs> there was also uh, one of the a couple of the elders I think were coaching them on their Spanish as well. Oh, okay, so she'd been out one transfer one before transfer. she got you and your companion. So yes. she trained both of you both guys of as of one transfer missionary. Yes. yes. <laughs> Good luck. Um, uh, but we, I love her. Uh, but she, yes, she, um, she was new to the mission. We were new to the mission. We didn't speak Spanish at you know very well at all we are also new to the area and we didn't know where to find as you mentioned where are the hispanic people <laughs> in ohio maybe so, in like arizona or california <laughs> be a little bit easier right yeah so i i mean we learned some tricks along the way but at the time we really didn't know how to start and i there was one day when she said you know what we're gonna we're going to pray, and we're going to point to the map, and that's where we're going to go. <laughs> so we did that. <laughs> and um, we, we said, why not? Let's try it out. So we went. I've this- heard that works for some missionaries, though. <laughs> uh, I know we've tried it, too, but it was more like killing time. Like, we have no one to visit. Let's try this. So and I never <laughs> find, found success with it, but I've heard stories. Yes, and I, I imagine that it works for some people, but... Uh, me and my, it, I mean, that just wasn't my life experience with the Lord and the Holy Ghost at that time, you know. Right. I, I hadn't um, experienced that kind of. Um, like a shot in the dark yeah, kind of face. Yeah. That wasn't what you would experience. Right. Anyway, so we went to this area and we, it was August in Ohio. And if you have been in Ohio, it's, it's so hot and humid and it was pretty miserable. And we were tracking all morning into the afternoon, and we were so grumpy and miserable. We, I don't think a single person opened the door that day. And um, to top it off, we got back to our car, and we had packed a lunch, and it was peanut butter jelly sandwiches and pickles and peaches. And they were all super hot really gross (laughs) so as we were miserably eating our lunch I think my companion was really great about my trainer was really great about finding the the humor in things and she just started laughing in her big boisterous laugh and then we all started laughing and it was I think a really one of the things that my mission president talked to, to us all the time about was was finding joy in the journey that no matter your situation you can always find the humor and you can find the joy and I love those companions so much I feel like because of those weird hard and everything experiences I truly love them and I don't know if I would have had I I know and we've talked about this often if I hadn't um served with them I don't know if we would have been friends, <laughs> but uh, they are some of my closest friends today. Isn't so, that so interesting? Yes. Yeah, it is. I think 
and, but again, the Lord knows he, he puts you with who you're supposed to be to learn what you're supposed to learn from <laughs> To <him>. learn. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why it's so hard. It's yeah. like, what if I don't want to learn anymore? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And I love the simplicity of it. That it's not like this huge, like, craziness, but it was like, it was a hard day, and it was so funny. Like, those pickles made it, yeah. I mean, like, I feel like pickles, <laughs> it, I mean, it's just, gross. Hot well, pickles and how are many gross. years, like, 15 years later, then it's like, and, and you said that you also called your companions and told them, like, do you guys remember this story? Yes, <laughs> remembered it instantly, yes. And it's so great, it's like, I mean, what it's what it did to each of you. Like, I want to know how has that affected your life today? Your lesson learned. Um, well, that's something I'm still trying to learn. <laughs> All these years later, <laughs> is finding joy in the journey, and um, even even um, this week, I think life is hard. <laughs> life is not um, what you. It's not what I expected it to be in a lot of ways, right? But I think finding those those small moments with my children and um, in my study and in my prayer, um, finding those moments of peace and joy can make all the difference. And amidst all the chaos yes. and all the crazy. And it, 2020. Right. <laughs> this, right. This year. I'm like, when are things going to be back to normal? And I, but I'm realizing as I keep saying, like, when's normal going to happen again? <laughs> what is normal? I know. And I just think this is what I feel like the Lord's really teaching us. It's like, it's not about things being a certain way. It's about like finding him through, yeah. through all of this. I think that's so great. Thanks. Sarah, that was great. Um, and you have a really good story about when you didn't, when you were out with your companions and you didn't know the language. Like, none of you did, right? Yes, none of us <laughs> did. I mean, we tried. That'd be so hard. Because <laughs> usually you have this trainer that, like, you do it all and I'll learn. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, never we, had that. We didn't really have that. I mean, she did, she did her best, for sure. But and one transfer. One like, transfer. One transfer. Without you... a Spanish trainer. Right. So, so she was also, you know, right. That, would, that sounds, like, impossible, honestly. Shoot, that would be yeah. so hard. Yeah. So, yes. So, um, this was a month into that first area still. And we all saw this as one of the biggest blessings. I think we were all pretty... I think, unfortunately, I think um, because it was so hard, we weren't always um, finding that joy. <laughs> and um, anyway, we were... not life. So. <laughs> yeah, we we were um, knocking doors in in our area, the apartment complex next to us. In fact, and um, most of the doors were you know most of the apartments were empty, but um, we found uh, two new investigators, and one was a fifty year old man, and one was about twenty year old man, and they were um, both they just happened to be home for lunch. They were construction workers. And we went in, and in our fumbling Spanish, we delivered the first lesson. We taught them about Joseph Smith and about the restoration of the gospel. And that Jesus, is Christ, Jesus Christ's church um, is on the earth today. And um, at the time, 
you know, I, we thought we delivered it okay. <laughs> and, and then to top it off, he, the, both, both men agreed to read the Book of Mormon and, and, um, we left pretty happy. We came back, they were there. And, um, <laughs> which is a they huge had read, deal. Yes, this is a huge, huge deal. deal. They had the read the, cha- the signed chapters and they were eager to learn more. Uh, this continued and I, I was actually reading in my journal that there was even a time when we went back and we forgot to give one of them a reading assignment. And before we went, before we left, he stopped at his, he stopped us and asked us for a reading assignment. <laughs> so this, this, happen very often. Yes, this was, this was a huge, huge deal. Um, anyway, this, um, the, they were both baptized eventually, but the fifth year old man was the most eager to be baptized. He was baptized the next month. And he was, I mean, to to this day, I believe he is the only active member um, that, you saw that, get that you saw get baptized that's continued to stay in the church. So, that's amazing. Um, anyway. Uh, Not that he was the only one himself, <laughs> but it's amazing. I mean, like, yes. there's a lot of... <laughs> I mean, as a missionary, I feel like that's not something that they tell you very often. Yeah. But a lot of the people who you end up baptizing, like, fall away. Yes. I mean, like, life happens. And so it's like, and it's a lifetime journey. So, I mean, yes. steps. Yes. And, yeah, so um, later, though, towards the end of my mission, he, I remembered him sharing his testimony at church. And he was sharing his conversion story. He told about how he met the sisters and how we didn't speak Spanish. <laughs> how he couldn't understand a word we said even. Um, but he felt the spirit. And when he read the Book of Mormon, he felt the spirit even more strongly. And, and he talked about how he believed in the gift of tongues. That despite our lack of um, our, our inability to communicate, the Lord communicated through us, um, to, to share, uh, this message. And, um, yeah, I think I, I've always remembered that it's a humbling yet empowering story that the Lord can take us, uh, full of weaknesses and imperfections and he can amplify our what when we try to do our best, which is all we can do. Um, he will amplify our actions and and make them so much more than we can. Well, and I think that's. I mean, that story is amazing. I think it's so great that so often, especially when I was a, I mean, like first out, then I'm like, oh, I can't speak Spanish. You do it, or like, like you take it over. Are you? And it's like. The Lord has you out there for a reason. And so it's like you and your companion are going to contribute to like whatever happens in that area at that time. And so he's going to use whatever you give. So like keep giving, even if you don't speak Spanish, even if you don't feel comfortable with, if you don't have the Joseph Smith vision memorized or whatever it is, it's like the Lord is going to use what you give and, (laughs) and those people are going to feel it and know it. Like he's going to like sanctify that. Yes. I think it's so great. Yeah, and I think it's also, uh, again, so humbling. It's good to know that I, I think a lot of times we think that we're 
um, able to, capable of, of changing someone or, you know, making this huge difference. But, but it's so um, humbling and I think we need to remember, I need to remember that it's not me. <laughs> A lot of times I don't have the control and I need to let, um, I need to let the Lord lead, which is hard. <laughs> Especially when you're like, but I can do this. Yeah. And it's like, no, the Lord's like, hold on, you do what you can. Yeah. And I will, I mean, like, especially when you're like, when you don't know the language and you're out there with these two other girls who also don't know the language and you're like, okay, like we'll all do what we can. And the Lord's like, okay, I got it from here. Right. Somehow he pieced it together. <laughs> I think that's so great. Yeah. So how has that impacted your life today? Uh, yeah. So I think, I mean, I think who doesn't feel inadequate <laughs> right uh, I think um, especially in my parenting um, I always pictured myself being a better parent <laughs> uh, and, and just knowing better what to do in certain situations and one of my one of my kids recently has been having a hard time and I and our relationship has has not been um, great and I I don't know how many times I've just, you know, prayed that somehow I'll know how to help her. Help her know that I love her first and foremost. And, but that also, uh, that in my, uh, inadequacy, and my struggle to communicate and um, know what she needs, uh, that that um, those that will be enough. And I, I feel like, well, no, I, in 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 the last couple months, as I've really just done my best, and I've done a lot of reading. <laughs> And I've tried to implement a lot of different, you know, parenting <laughs> methods. Um, it has improved. And I, and I know that it's not just my efforts. I know that it goes beyond that. That the Lord knows that I want to be a good mom. And, and I, I, I trust that he will continue to amplify my efforts because... I need it. <laughs> so I, that's something ongoing. <laughs> for real. Like every day. Every day. I hope that this, is, I hope this gets better. <laughs> well, I was listening to someone on a podcast and he was saying, he was like, my wife said, I can't do mothering without the spirit. Because if I was to respond to this kid, like I respond to this kid, uh -huh. then it would be like a mess and chaos. And I was listening to that and I'm like, I need to... <laughs> I need to do a little bit better in my life. But I love that it's like, a, like you said, it's an ongoing process. It's not like, and now I've made it. But instead, it'll be like, like your mission story where like your daughter all those years later will be like, my mom, I couldn't understand anything. But then I was able, she was able to communicate with me through the spirit. And that's like success right there. And I know you do that with your kids. Hopefully. No. That's where, that's where we'll be more. And you always know like when they're good moms because 
they like always question how they're being a mom. <laughs> I think that <laughs> I think that's so great. I love that. I think I I just really love how God is like I am going to teach you in all the ways and mm-hmm. it's like never done. <laughs> yeah, never never. <laughs> I know I we always joke about like this isn't a joke and it's horrible, but like we have all these people in our family that keep passing away and my husband's like, I am so not righteous enough to be taken right now. <laughs> like all of these people that we love and care about so much. And I was like, yeah, I mean like we're not there, yeah. but Still more to learn. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm like so grateful for the people who, who are teaching us and have learned that can do that. But I love that God is like so patient and so understanding and he like, amplifies everything that we do I think it's so great so what is your biggest mission takeaway so I think the the scripture that came to mind so frequently and still does is in Matthew um about when when he when Christ says come unto me all ye that are heavy laden and I will give you rest and so I think the biggest takeaway was that the Lord is real, his atonement is real, and and I think I came to know him so much better on my mission, like the man from the Martin Handcart Company. It, it was my privilege to to make those sacrifices. Wait, so the tell the background of that story real fast. Uh, so the there was a man from who was in the Martin Cancart company, and he he was in a church meeting, I believe, and they were ta- some people were criticizing the Martin Handcart company and that they had waited too long, they had come too late in the season, and that's why they ran into those struggles. And he stood up uh, and. And he, he said, I was privileged to be a part of the Hancock, this, the Martin Hancock Company because it was in that time that I came to know, we came to know God. And I think that is the miracle of the mission. That is our time to, that was, I should say, the beginning of our time to know God. <laughs> and, um, and with all of the, ups and downs of the mission with all the rejections and the 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 um disappointments we come to better understand our savior's sacrifice for us and suffering in a way that we didn't know before and so i think um yes i i think under I would never uh, trade my experience for anything. To know, to better come to know the Savior and to see how his atonement can heal me and, and make me whole um, after, after having all those, after whatever difficult um, trial or um, rejection or disappointment we did face. I remember actually 
there was at the end of my mission. I remember sobbing all night long. And feeling, um, again, feeling like I hadn't done enough. I was, it was time to go home and I, I was worried that I hadn't done enough. Was I, had I done what I was supposed to do? And I remember feeling really, it was, it was a very emotional time. Uh, but I remember going to the temple. And I, I, we didn't have a temple in our mission. And so we didn't, weren't able to go to the temple at all the whole time but I remember for the uh, the week I got back I went to the temple and I I had this this overwhelming feeling of love and of acceptance of my sacrifice and my offering that that I knew that the Lord accepted my offering and he again made it perfect he made it whole because that's what the atonement does that's what he has done for us <laughs> i love that i think it's so great that um our heavenly father loves us enough to show us these experiences and i am so thankful that sarah came and shared these things with us and taught us all of these things and i hope that um it teaches a lot of people through this and um thank you so much sarah and that is it for us today thanks everyone